Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 504, recorded live on Saturday, March 18th, 2017. And here are your hosts, the man who's got family visiting today, Dave Play. Hey, hey. And the man who's going to be visiting family tomorrow, Andy Lowe. Hi. Hi, Andy. Hello, Dave. How are you? I'm doing good. Wonderful. Now for the much more important question, how's your bracket doing? Not as good as yours. I have, uh, let's see, how many did I get right the first round? 27 right the first round with a possible 54 games now, getting them correct. Okay. So Dave, how are you doing? With your bracket, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't have numbers like that. How so. about you have twenty-eight right in the first round? There we go. With a possible fifty-nine, fifty-nine correct games. Yes, I think the the craziest thing right now. So Andy and I use this website called Pick Hoops uh, with a hundred and twenty-two thousand current brackets, and there actually are two people. Two brackets that guessed a perfect first round. Let me check that against the ESPN brackets, because they're like millions at the ESPN bracket. Uh, Leaderboard. No surprise, the ESPN website is slow to load. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Maybe there's a lot of people looking for their brackets right now. On the ESPN bracket, there are more than 100 people who still have per- perfect brackets. That's out of millions. Yes. Damn. I, I am currently ranked 955,530. <laughs> uh, I wonder what my bracket would be ranked as. Probably somewhere between one and a million. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Hey, Thanks. I'm, I'm narrowing it down for you. It's somewhere between, yeah. well, actually probably one and 900,000, somewhere in that range, I'm guessing. Yeah, well, because I, I got better than you. Yeah. I mean, you could still finish ahead of me. Yes. Uh, it's, that's, right. what, that's what I did uh, this morning when I first got up. I did the what if option. Yeah. And I picked, you know, what if all my, the rest of my picks that I have win. And, you know, I go chalk with the ones that I got wrong. Uh-huh. And I can still win the, uh, the the pool. The the pool. Okay. Well, if you can still win the pool, pretty sure I can still win the pool. Yes, yes, you can. And by the time this podcast comes out, the computer will be able to give us these results head to head at that point. Which I, I yeah. that's the one part I love about this thing is where after the first two rounds, this website actually runs. All the permutations. All the what if analyses. Yeah. It That's goes, convenient. Yeah, so then it will tell you, all right, you know, out of from the, the Sweet 16 on, you know, you have a 7% chance of winning it all. Okay. So. I probably don't have that good a chance of winning it all. Well, we'll see how this happens the first round. Yep. So, yeah. I made some, some really interesting picks in there. You made some interesting picks. I have Wichita State going to the Final Four. <laughs> that wasn't so much an interesting pick, Andy, as a "What the hell were you thinking?" pick. The I was I I play against the crowd is what I do. Okay, but sometimes the crowd is the crowd for a reason. Yes, but I also I play the okay, so I play the crowd against about six different computer analysis of the tournament. So I, I take the crowd and go, okay, you know, who is the crowd overvaluing compared to the computers and who is the crowd undervaluing compared to the computers? And there's a lot of overvaluing of some of the upper seeds. Kate's pointing out that your strategy of playing to the crowd has lost to her strategy of, I believe, just picking whoever she wants three out of the last five years. Yes. Yes, it <laughs> Yes, it has. Andy, when you lose against someone who's essentially doing it randomly, (laughs) there might be an issue with your algorithm. But 
I literally was a buzzer beater away last year from winning. Mm-hmm. So. So you're you're claiming that your algorithm is refined, that you're getting better. I, I hope so. <laughs> but so far, it's it, it ain't looking pretty. So we'll see. I was expecting a bit more craziness this year, but so far the first round has been the chalkiest first round uh, in like the last eight to ten years where there should have been more upsets than there were. According to historical data, there should have been at least four upsets, and there were only like two. Two. Yeah, so, it was a low upset year this year. Which means the crowd might be right, and then I might be screwed, but oh well. Comparing, you know, the historical, you know, how many times I've done this, yada, 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 I'm still ahead. So, I don't know, it's fun. It gets me, you know, doing... You know, math calculations in Excel and that sort of thing. Oh, damn. You take this seriously. Yeah, no, I actually, you know, take the actual ESPN data and then I take, you know, luckily 538's doing this now. So they actually take the computer models that I take. And they just automatically compare them all together. Nice. So I'm like, all right, well, rather than having to do this six times, I'll just go here, do it once, and somebody's already done most of the math for me. I'd like to know, so so of all those opening games, yes, how many of them were on, on pick hoops? I mean, a sample of like 122,000 is pretty big. Yes. How many of them were the minority? How many of them did less than 50% pick it correctly? <laughs> um... You can probably look up the the statistics on that. I'm doing so right now. Three, four, five. Oh, there goes my thought. Six. (laughs) Six. There were six games in those opening ones, in the opening 32 games, where people, the majority of people picked wrong. Because I was saying maybe you should just take, like, what is the majority saying for each one? I'm starting to think that the majority picked the non-upsets in, like, all of them. But no, because there weren't six upsets. There were no. fewer than that. Yeah. So some some upsets were predicted correctly. Yes. Things like, um, oh, shoot, what was it? There was one of them that, like, everybody predicted that to be an upset. I think it was the, uh, was it the Xavier game? The Maryland Xavier? I think so. Uh, I hope not, because I'll feel really stupid. I picked Maryland. Oh, yeah, 70% picked Wichita <clears throat> State over Dayton. That's a 10 over a 7. 73% picked Kansas State over Cincinnati. That's an 11 over a 6. 55%, that's pretty even, picked a 9 over an 8, which is, you know, that's yeah. normally a 50-50 odds on that one. Oh, probably not exactly 50-50, but... I mean, if if this year is any example, right? Yeah. We had three eights win and one nine win. And how many 11 seeds won? <laughs> uh, one of them, right? Yeah, Rhode Island and USC. So two oh, of them. Yeah, I think it was uh, mid-Tennessee State, a majority picked that one as well, which that was... A the 12 over the 5? Yeah. Yeah, but that's because it was against Minnesota. <laughs> I did. I looked at that one when I so when I filled this bracket out. By the way, it was um, the brackets were due at eleven eighteen Central Time. It was ten fifty five when I filled in my bracket. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess I'll do it. Sure, and I just went through it like this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. I came down to that the Minnesota versus MTSU. I'm like, there's no way Minnesota's actually winning in their first round. I did give Northwestern the benefit of the doubt, even though it's their first appearance. They almost lost that one, too. That was literally yep. handed to them on a silver platter because for some odd reason... The guy they, fouled. Yeah. He, he intention, they were up by one, and he intentionally fouled. And like you, that's, when, that's, that's panicking, right? That's yeah. what that was, is he panicked. Yep. He probably looked up at the scoreboard and saw the score was really close. I was like, crap, and didn't... Didn't quite catch that he was the one that was ahead. So Northwestern won that, but shouldn't, which is good because I have them going out in the next round. Yeah, I had that going the other way, but they had them going out in the next round. So that's, 
I don't know, trying to pick all these first round stuff there, what you really need to figure out is who's actually going to run deep. That's where the major points are. You can figure out, you know. Who goes to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I was going back and forth between who was going to ultimately win between UNC and Duke. I don't know. Duke's been pretty snake bitten the last couple of times, minus their one, you know, championship victory. Yeah. So. Can you imagine how, how nuts that final game would be if it were actually UNC and Duke? Oh, jeez. It's like saying the final game is going to be a Michigan-Michigan State game or a Michigan-Ohio game. Or like the Yankees versus the Mets for the World sure. Series. Sure. If you want to go to the baseball example <laughs> and totally alienate your co-host. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah, I totally know that those two teams are in the different leagues. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right, so we, should we talk about something that's not sports? Uh, but sports and, about, and March Madness. How about esports? Esports? Mm-hmm. No one pays attention to those. Well, somebody should tell somebody in D.C. about that because they're planning on building an esports arena. Okay. Let me figure out how much they're saying they're willing to spend. How much does an esports arena cost? I mean, it's not like you need like locker rooms with masseuses and whirlpools in them, right? The city in DC is planning to build a brand new arena that sounds perfectly suited for, to host sizable esports events. A $65 million, 4,200-seat, state-of-the-art arena. It will come online late 2018, early 2019, fully tailored and wired for esports. Okay, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, DC has said, like, you know, we want to be the... The esports... Capital. Perhaps the the esports capital? (laughs) Yeah, that's... I think that's what they're literally saying. the country or the world? Well, uh, they're not going to be, you know, Korea. Right. I feel like, you know, if there ever was a capital of esports in the world. You think it would be South Korea? I think it would be South Korea. Just because they were the early ones to get into it? They were the early ones to get into it. They're the ones that, you know, were pushing this thing way before everybody else. Yeah. So how long until, like, there are regional esports arenas, right? If DC does this and they start making money off of it, how long until you have the Midwest region esports arena? Brought to you by Intel, right? They're all going to be like sponsored arenas, aren't they? Yeah, just like, you know, normal arenas. Right. So it's instead of the HP Pavilion, it'll be the, you know, Intel Celeron Arena. The Twitch Arena. The Twitch Arena. Oh, my God. The Twitch Arena. Wait, wait. Isn't there a uh, isn't there a gaming company that's called like Arena something? I mean, there's Arena arena where arena soft it's where uh, mo works or worked i don't know if he still works there arena video game company. they're the ones who do guild wars i don't remember what they're arena, arena net yeah arena net so there could be an arena net arena i mean yeah but i don't think they have the money to do that because they're actually owned by nc soft I, I still don't like even nc soft i don't think they have the money to do that that's a big investment. Yeah. $65 million to build it. Granted, the naming rights probably aren't going to be as much. Uh, yeah, I just happen to have $65 million laying around. How about the RA Podcast Arena? That's going to be the world's smallest esports arena ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's two folding chairs and a card table. You, you got to have, you know, you got to have one spectator, though. So you, it's three, three folding chairs, a card table. Um, that's, that's probably it. Yep. <laughs> well, that's cool. Give me something to do in DC. Outside of, you I wonder know, how much money it's going to cost to run, uh, an event there. I don't know. Cause yeah, DC's, uh, <laughs> costs are a little higher for everything. Well, yes. If it's actually in like DC proper. Um, all right. Oh, okay. Here we go. The arena will also be the new home of the WNBA team, the Washington Mystics. Though it's being okay. built with esports in mind, it will be open to host other events like concerts and boxing matches. Yeah, of course it will. It's an arena. Yeah, so. 
I, okay, so wait, I'm actually reading this article a bit more, and it seems um, the district's official convention and sports authority, Events DC, is actually going to be sponsoring an esports team, NRG Esports. Okay. So the the city is actually sponsoring a team. Cool. As well as, you know, building an arena. For that team. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully for that team. It would suck if that team just doesn't make it in. <laughs> like, you didn't even make the qualifiers for the arena that we built. You suck. Now, the interesting thing, I need to start digging more into, like, esports teams and, and how they're structured because... Esports is a is a category, right? Yes. But there's there's different games. There's esports of like I play Street Fighter, I play Smash Brothers, I play Dota, I play LOL, I play Counter Strike. But there are teams, and the teams often have members who do things in the different games. Well, yeah, because your your Overwatch team is going to be built differently than your LOL team. Right. But those are still the same team. Even if they have no players in common, they still go with the same name. They represent the same brand. Yes. But that's not like that would be the equivalent of having the Pistons, the Lions and the Tigers are all actually the same team with the same name. I I don't know this. (laughs) You know who would be a good person to ask about this? Zach. Yeah. Yep. Or the Internet. Yes, the, the internet, internet is probably is a lot of information on it. Probably. Okay. Well, that's kind of cool that they're they're building that. I'm very interested in seeing how that turns out. Uh, let's stay on the line of of politics then, because we're talking about DC. All right. Um, and we'll swap over to Eve. Eve and Pollitt. What are? Oh, is this like the uh, the um. The Council of Stellar Management. Yes. I was going to say that, the, like, the, the people who, the players who get elected to help, you know. The player-run government in EVE Online. They are, uh, they are in the midst of voting. The election season is wrapping up. There's, like, another week left. And then they will announce the winners. But holy shit, like, uh, so Kotaku built an article about this and just put out, here's what it is, here's what it's like. Like, people are taking out ads. This is a serious election. People are purchasing ad time in-game so that when you're in the the stations, it actually plays ads. People are um, purchasing, like, commercial time on YouTube, on streamers. And, like, they're just, they are treating, like, this is a legitimate election. Well, not only do you, A, basically have a direct line to CCP... And, you know, you can – so you, you you have a direct line to CCP to air your grievances. You have a direct line to CCP to learn what the future is and kind of, you know, direct the future of the game. You also have a uh, twice-a-year uh, week-long summit in Iceland. Paid for by CCP? Paid for by CCP. So, you know, that's a, a, a week vacation to Iceland. Yeah. I'll be okay with that. <laughs> you know, okay, yeah, you're going to, you're, you know, it's not, you're not going to actually get money, but you're going to get perks that are worth yeah. money. So, you know, you, you could do the like Donald Trump route of election and just sign up for the game and be like, I'm not built into the game. I don't have the, the ties to all the corporations in the game and I will come in and I'll be fair and I'll make Eve great again. Yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> You'd probably get murdered. I think as long as you stay on a station, you're safe. Man, every time I read about this game, I'm like, do I really want to get into that? It sounds so cool. I don't even know if my boss is still playing or not. I'll Wasn't your boss multiboxing? He had like eight characters. Something like that, yeah. Which means he also has eight votes in this election. I I don't know. Like I'll have to talk to him. He actually is supposedly supposed to be in town in two weeks. Okay. Uh, I do have another Eve topic on here. I just posted it. All right. Let me refresh. Boom. 
Eve player so, gets revenge on grief for four years later. So this is this is the thing, right? I look at Eve and I'm like, man, this looks so cool. I really want to be a part of it. And then I see things like this. And I'm like, fuck that. So you played WoW. Yes. You played on a PvP server, right? Yes. So you know what happens. People are assholes. Yes. There's the time where I'm sitting here. Oh, God. It was the Hunter. The Hunter had a uh, legendary quest line in order to get a legendary its legendary weapon now other you know legendary quests and that sort of legendary i think the bow was legendary i don't think it was an orange bow legendary maybe it was epic i think it was just an epic weapon you're talking about the thing you get with the drop in molten core yes yeah that wasn't legendary Really? Did I go through all that effort for an epic for an bow? Epic. I'm pretty sure you did. Um, was it was the petrified leaf? <sighs> the ancient petrified leaf is what triggers the quest. Yeah, the ancient leaf is the quest. Yes, you're right. It's the ancient petrified leaf. Uh, da da da. Looking ancient sinew wrapped something. Yeah, it was. I think it was just an epic bow. Yeah, uh, twenty-four shot. Yeah, the longbow of the ancient keepers. So sorry, Andy. It wasn't legendary. Still, that was that was a. a it would started a quest line where you actually had to go to different areas and defeat an epic boss solo. The yep. problem was these bosses were in just they weren't in any instance or anything else like that. So they were just out in the world. And sometimes, you know, you'd have to kite these guys literally just like huge distances for some of them. And then every once in a while you'd have, you know, somebody up there who really wants to, you know, jerk your chain. They would go and damage the guy and then he would despawn for I think like 2 hours. Oh, so yes, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of ass hattery. <laughs> ass hattery. Yes. So yeah, people are dicks. Uh, yep. So that that's true in Eve as well, though, right? People are yes. are dicks, and so uh, this guy got griefed by a player, and the player kept griefing him, kept griefing him, and the guy eventually like managed to get away, but. As he was leaving, said, like, some, someday, someone, I will find you, and I will take all of your stuff. Skip ahead four years. And the griefer is looking for a guild. He's looking for a corporation to join. And this guy recognizes his name and says, oh, my God. And he turns to his corporation and says, guys, I know we're not normally asshats like this, but I really want to take all of this guy's stuff. And after a long discussion, his company said yes. And so the guy changed his name temporarily. They got the other guy to join and worked with him for a while. So he he built up the trust and then eventually uh, gave him an assignment, gave him a, hey, we need you to teleport here with all your stuff. And he did. And then they killed him. They didn't actually kill him. But like they said, like, you have to destroy your ship. You have to give us all your stuff and you have to get into an escape pod. That's ridiculous. Yep. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Eve is messy. Mm-hmm. It's awesome, and I love reporting on it. But holy crap, like, that just random shit that happens in this game. Uh, so what... Okay. What other yeah. poly? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just it's just the whole thing just is so ri- I but it's at the same time like I'm I'm so torn. I want to be part of that universe and I don't want to be part of that universe, right? Yeah. Am I are are you with me on that or am I alone in this? No, it'd be interesting, but I don't want to do that. But you want to. No, no I don't. But you do. No. No I don't. All right. Ah, oh. would it be bad if I? Did? Okay, tell me about um um I don't know. Pick another issue. Uber. That that was your topic, Dave. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so I I don't know. I haven't looked at that topic yet. Oh, well, you might want to go and look at it because it is relevant to your interests, Andy. Okay. Why is that? Because you're the one that's more interested in self-driving cars? Sure. Sure? We don't need to talk about it. I mean, I I put it up there mostly because I thought you'd have comments to say about it. The fact that Uber's got problems, though, with their self-driving cars? Yeah. The drivers had to take over? Yeah, essentially their, their, um, their self-driving cars aren't very self-driving. Had to take over from the self-driving system every mile for one reason or another. Really? Wow. So Uber has about 43 cars that they're working with self-driving, and it just it is not going well. That's about it. Well, what's going to happen with that? If if they actually get if Uber gets self-driving cars, do they just put all Uber drivers out of a job? Not right away, but they start, you know, with one car and then they just add another one and then add another one. And then all those fun news stories about Uber drivers go away. Yep. And my okay. guess is Uber does not really change the price. Yep. They just make a lot of money. A lot to- of money. Due to automation, and then somebody will bring up Bill Gates' robot tax. There's a robot tax? No, remember we talked about that, how Bill Gates wanted to to tax companies for use of automated robots? I do not remember talking about that. Yeah, just, I Google it. It's you, My guess is if you Google Bill Gates' robot tax. Yeah, the Bill Gates, the robot that takes your job, should pay taxes. Okay. Interesting. I'm not sure where the the line is for that. Because what what is being defined as a robot that takes someone's job in that case? Yeah, no, that's what there's a lot of backlash going on there. Some people are saying like, well, if you're going to tax robots, you got to tax software as well. Right. Cuz could a robot do my job? Yeah, but really a computer could do my job. It doesn't yeah. need to be a robot. No. But then again, what's the difference? Yeah, no, and then the fact that, you know, most of, I I have a feeling that if you start taxing automation, the companies are just going to pass that tax on to the consumer. The consumer, yeah, like, who's going to pay for that? Um, Yep. It's going to be the people who don't have a job. Um, Because their jobs were taken over. By the robots. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about reviews. All right. Let's talk about reviews. In particular, uh, Netflix. Yes, I have been reviewing my Netflix watchings. Yeah? So I've been putting my stars... improving? Uh, I, I don't know. Kate, do you think our suggestions have been improving ever since I've been adding stars to what we've watched on Netflix? It has suggested fewer horror movies. It has suggested fewer horror movies, she says. Okay. Well, it's about to get easier to do those reviews, but at the same time, it's going to get a little suckier. Why is that? Because Netflix is getting rid of the stars. <laughs> Instead, it is a flat thumbs up and thumbs down. Really? So all these times I've been putting stars. Yep. Those stars it's, are going to... It's, it's getting replaced with a flat thumbs up, I like this, and thumbs down, no. But... So your your careful manipulation of like, well, this one's a two, but this one's a three and a half, but this one's a five. No, it's either you got it or you don't. Thumbs up or thumbs down. But the world is not black and white. Yep. <sighs> we made ratings less important because the implicit signal of your behavior is more important. For example, people would often rate documentaries higher than funny movies, but they'd watch comedies more regularly. The real thing is stars are bullshit and people don't actually know what they mean. But I know what they mean for me. <laughs> Yeah. And I use them accordingly. It's it's like the their um oh what was I I was I was doing something and it was off of a, like a, a five star scale. I think it was um I think it was like a job application where you had to, you know, agree or disagree with the statements on a five a five point scale. Mm-hmm. And somebody told me that they actually don't count the um the middle three things on that scale they only were interested in the one or the five they did not care about the two three and four 
Yes, it's called a top box and bottom box. And they're like, yeah, no, when you do it, you got to do either the one or the five. I'm like, well, then why is there a five point scale? (laughs) It's. Yep. It's called top box reporting. Here, I will send you a link that explains it. Uh, that's so essentially it's, it's either what you said or it's you count a if it's a five point scale, you count a four and five as an equivalent answer. You count a one and two as an equivalent answer. You say it's either one and two or it's three or it's four and five. I Once again, if you have a five point scale, I would like a five point scale. <laughs> that's well. The- there's the we can give you a five point scale, but we're not actually going to treat it like a five point scale. That's because the dumb. hardest part about a five point scale. Well, it is and it isn't, Andy. The hardest part about a five point scale is do your five points mean the same thing as my five points? And that answer is no. Right. But if I give you a two point scale, you either like it or you don't. Does your like mean the same thing as my like? Yes. So. It sucks for you, but it's really good for the people who are using that information. So does that mean I'm going to have to go through again? I'm sure it'll do a conversion. Hopefully. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh? Uh-oh. Notre Dame is down at the half. Oh. I'm okay with that. No, I'm I'm not. Down by seven at the half. Come on. Pick it up, Irish. Nope, I got Western or West Virginia beating them, so I'm okay with that. Yep. So I added a new topic because this Uh-oh. was on the sidebar of one of your other topics. Yeah. So if you really reload the homepage. I, I did, and I've loaded this new topic. Yeah. So Google okay. Home yeah. is, you know, Google's version of Alexa. Order something. I have my headphones on. That's not going to work. Damn it. Okay. Okay. What yes, the... Google Home. Oh, she's going off. <laughs> what the? All right, hold on. I got to stop whatever she's doing. <laughs> Where the heck is the app on my phone? Oh, it's not because it's not on my phone. It's on my Kindle or whatever. Um. So Google's version of the Echo uh you know had google home yes google home uh you mm-hmm. could ask it to tell you about your day and it responds with weather traffic and your agenda and news in the middle of that though google home informed users that beauty and the beast arrived in theaters mm. that's not good <laughs> google, so it's it's the okay google like what's my day and google's like well Uh, You have a meeting at 9 o'clock, and you need to go and pick up your laundry, and don't forget to drink your Ovaltine. (laughs) What? (laughs) Uh, What? Excuse me. So what happened? What was the fallout? Well, people asked um, Google, like, hey, what was this? And they said, this isn't an ad. The beauty in the assistant is is that it invites our partners to be our guest and share their tales. No. Yeah, no, people were not happy with that response. Yeah. So um, (laughs) then they issued another release saying that this wasn't intended to be an ad. What's circulating online was part of our My Day feature, where after providing helpful information about your day, we sometimes call out timely content. We're continuing to experiment with new ways to surf- surface unique content for users, and we could have done better in this case. Yeah. A source has told us that the Beauty and the Beast message from Assistant has since been removed wholesale. Yep. I... <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of like the Google... Uh, rewards, where if they wanted to give me money back, sure, I'm okay with that. But if you're, no, no, you can't just sell access to me like that. No, yeah, no. Right? Yeah, no, that's, (laughs) I don't want to install some sort of ad blocker onto my Echo. That's just, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, it's, It's getting worse than that, right? Windows 10 is adding in more advertising. Yes, I see that currently in my Windows 10 um, start menu. Yeah. 
because there's the, the the tile for the store. Um, I'll but add yeah, a no, topic for that. Where also, you know, they pop a thing. They're saying like, you know, we block more things than Chrome, and it's just like, I don't care. Yes, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, granted. So, but like now, not even just in the the start menu. Now it's in like the actual file explorer. Oh, jeez. So I just linked a, a site that's got some screenshots of this, and one of them is like someone opens up their Explorer and goes to the quick access, and it's, hey, get the best deal with cloud storage with OneDrive. Excuse me? Uh, no. <laughs> what's no, what's I the will meme? Not. The, is, you know, do you want people to X? <laughs> do you want people to go to Linux? Because this is how you get people to go to Linux. Andy? Sorry, I was looking at the other topic about LG sweetens its G6 deal with a free TV. What? Wow, they really want to sell those LGs. T-Mobile Artificial, will give you, yep. Uh, T-Mobile, T-Mobile will give hand you, you a Google Home, which we just talked about, device, but no TV. They got the lowest price for the G6 at $650. Pass. But Verizon will give you a 43-inch smart TV if you pre-order. Pass. Sprint will give you a 49-inch LG HD TV and a Google Home. Wow. Pass. <laughs> I'm actually... I'm so far. I am staying away from this Google Home concept. I I don't have an Alexa and I don't have a Google Home, and I'm not sure if I want one or not. Like, there is a layer of privacy invasion there, and it's just getting a little much. You mean you don't want the device that we just talked about in the previous article? Right. That's why I'm talking about it now. Like, do you? Well, you have an Alexa. Never mind. Yes. Yes, I have an Echo. So close. But yeah, no, I Windows 10 needs to stop it with the ads. It's like, yes, I understand. You just gave away your product to millions of people, but stop it with the ads. Right. It's getting a little extreme. Yeah. So other uh, review uh, scoring, mm-hmm. Steam has modified their Steam review scores. Oh, in what way? Um, Are they also the cha- getting rid of stars? No, they still have, uh, with the changes we are making now, I'm quoting their page, uh, the review score shown at the top of store pages and in various places throughout the store, such as search results, they will no longer include reviews that users have received the game for free. So if you have not paid for the game, yes, you don't get to review the game. No, you can. Reviews can still be written by customers that obtain the game via free but the review will not count towards the overall review score. I see. So my guess is they're trying to combat people who put a game out on Steam, give away a whole bunch of free keys for other people to boost the score of the game. Yeah, it's the I'll give you a key if you leave me a positive score. Yes. Okay. So that's getting modified now. So now you should hopefully, you know, some of the scores are going to be changed from what they previously were. That's probably a good thing. Yes. Right, like Steam score manipulation is a pretty bad piece of fraud that currently exists out there. I don't Um, even pay attention to the review scores on Steam, though. You just go by word of mouth from people you trust? Yes. Okay. Did you see, by the way, that Thea was indeed on sale for $10? I did see that. Did you pick it up? No. Oh. (laughs) Dave, how many games do I currently have in my Steam library? 438. 387. Oh, that's only 50 off. But yes, I have 387 games in my library that I'm trying to go through first. Okay, fine. And then I'll give you my games. (laughs) Give you access to my library. I've seen someone, a certain someone playing a lot of Civilization VI, by the way, for someone who's going through his library. Well, that's because I'm already over the game that I was playing for this week's review. Oh, you're doing it one game a week? One game every two weeks. One game every two weeks, so it's going to take you 12 years. Yes, yes it is. To go through your library. Well, some of these, you know, like there's one, two, three, four, five games, quote-unquote, are the five episodes of Back to the Future, the Telltale game. Yeah. And, you know, Broken Sword 1. Andy, that's five reviews. That's that's almost a 
half a year's worth of review. No, not half a year's worth of a quarter of the year's worth of reviews. There's also games on here that I know we've already probably reviewed at some point, like Half-Life, Half-Life 2. Penny Arcade, Rain's Lick, Precipice of Darkness. Yeah. So there are games on here that we've already done, so I'll just skip right over them. Yeah. Plants vs. Zombies, Poker Night at the Inventory. I know I've talked about those. Portal. Portal 2. I don't 2. know if we've talked about those in a review. Yeah. Three three of the games are expansions to Civ Four. One of them is Civ Civilization Beyond Earth. Mm-hmm. Colonization, Covert Action, Railroads. Sniper Elite V2. I've already reviewed that one, so... There are games on my list that I'm not going to touch, but then there are also oh. things that I've never played before, like this week's review. How did I miss this? What? Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes has Steam yeah. Workshop. What? Hold on, I gotta load this now. How did I miss that? Search for a workshop. Keep talking and no... So wait, you get to build your own things? or People wow, added to... new modules. Oh, God translation modules rock paper scissors lizard spock module really yeah i was totally thinking that like some of these were way (laughs) too easy yeah that's exactly rhythms you ever taken a music theory class where you had to count and clap rhythms this is just like that only here your suffering ends if you get it wrong what's better the rhythm of the flashing light and hit the correct button or hold it if necessary oh geez what oh my god there's some really cool ones in here my favorite what's better than a bomb two bombs diffusing two independent bobs at this oh geez oh pete oh my god this is wait what was that lesson an english test oh god (laughs) there's one about grammar oh geez there's one that is a uh oh crap it's a needy module so it's one of the modules that just pops up every so often and you have to take care of it. And judging from what I can see, it gives you the HTTP response and you have to put in the right code. Oh, that's horrible. So like it might say, OK, and you have to put in the actual HTTP response for OK, which is 200. That's horrible. What? <laughs> Caution, no delete button, so be careful. Uh, shit. Table two, local status. Add the number of batteries times the sum of the numerical digits in the serial number to the first res- to the response first. The fuck is this? Oh, my God. <laughs> this looks amazing. I'm so excited for this. I might have to start playing this game again. Well, it, it was getting to that. the point where, like, I was looking at these modules and being like, man, I, I know half of these already. Like, I don't need to do this. I still love the video of the guy with the computer response for him. Yep. Where he's able to diffuse it in, what, like two minutes, something like that? Because he just has the computer looking up the answers. Yeah. Right. What the hell is this? Oh, my God. The bitmap one is insane. Here, I'll send this one along to you. All right. I'm done looking at this. Let's get back to something else. That was a little rabbit hole. Uh, Tesla. Tesla? Tesla is discontinuing a model. Which one? The Model S with the 60 kilowatt hour battery pack. Okay. Because there actually is no Model S with a 60 kilowatt battery pack. (laughs) Then why are they killing it off? Because the Model S 60 and 60D were equipped with a 75 kilowatt battery pack which was software locked to 60 kilowatt hours. So owners were were, uh, able to unlock the remaining 15 kilowatt hours through a software update for a fee. You know what that reminds me of? What? Canon cameras. Yes, where you just put in your own firmware and all of a sudden, you know. The camera is way more powerful? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so are they just unlocking it now? Well, they are removing that selling option. So all you have now is the... um, 75... Yes. Okay. Tesla says they are making the change because most customers ultimately ended up upgrading to 75 kilowatt hours, and they want to streamline the ordering process. Okay. Well, then. Yeah. Now that Tesla's least powerful option for the Model S is about to become a 75 kilowatt hour battery pack, it would make sense that the least expensive Model 3 would have an option below the more expensive Model S. 
So people are thinking they're dropping it there just to give more of a separation between the Model 3 and the Model S. So what else do we got? Um, Deep Mind. That's the AI, right? Yeah. So here's here's the problem. With the form of AI computing that they've been using for DeepMind, and this is the DeepMind neural network, this is what they used to, you know, win at Go, it's what they used to do some really crazy artwork, it's what they use, really it's what they use for, like, image recognition, but they also made some pretty crazy artwork out of it. Um, the thing is, every time you try to teach it something new, you start from scratch, right? You, you start with a blank slate, and you say, like, all right, here's what we're going to do, here are the connections, et cetera, et cetera. Nintendo, not Nintendo, wow, there was a bad connection in my AI right there. <laughs> Google, I was thinking Google, I saw the word Atari, and I said Nintendo. Google is taking DeepMind, and they are trying to give it essentially long-term memory. Okay. That it will remember between learning about Go and learning about chess and learning about... Uh, other games and still be able to build off of the existing knowledge, even if the the thing it's doing is completely different. Hmm. Brings us closer to the movie War Games. Yeah, no, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so it it makes sense that you know. With, yeah, well, with with the learning that we had prior to this, the end of the movie would have been really bad because the end of War Games, right? He says, "Play yourself in tic tac toe." So that you can learn about playing thermonuclear warfare. Yeah, because the thermonuclear warfare was taking too long. Right. And so it, it played itself in tic-tac-toe and then applied the knowledge it learned there to the global thermonuclear warfare. Well, prior to this, prior to giving it a long-term memory, we couldn't do that. No. It would play tic-tac-toe and be like, wow, tic-tac-toe Okay, I guess sucks. I shouldn't play tic-tac-toe. Right, like, well, that sucks. <laughs> There's no winner. <laughs> So they're they're giving DeepMind a long-term memory, which is good yeah. because the the type of learning that they used to have was actually titled long short-term memory, which makes sense, right? And so now they're trying to give it long-term memory. So now you'll have long short-term memory plus actual long-term memory, which means you essentially have a brain. Yes, but it's it's not going to be as good as, you know, an AI specifically built for a single purpose. So, But it's still interesting to see how this actually all plays out. I love how they were also testing it with Atari video games. Yep, which is why I said Nintendo. Yeah. Speaking of Nintendo, mm-hmm. um, the Android edition of Super Mario Run yep. is going to arrive on March 23rd. Okay. It's news that literally was announced eight minutes ago, so... All right, well then. Do either of us plan on getting it? Nope. Okay, moving along. <laughs> Just, it's out there now for Android devices, so there yep. you go. Well, on the 23rd. Mm-hmm. Um, nuclear bombs, since we were talking about global thermonuclear warfare. Yes. We exploded a lot of them. Yes, yes, we did. And it turns out we recorded a lot of those explosions. And then those films stayed locked away for a long time. Well, those films are starting to decay. In fact, those films are like already really, really decayed. And so a a group of weapons technologists and film students uh, said we should go and preserve these. And so they are going through... The old, they got a hold of a lot of the old films and they're actually going through and scanning them. And then they uploaded them to YouTube. Nice. And holy shit. Some of these are, are like really, really impressive. Some of these things are nuts. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit scary. A bit. Yeah. yeah. Just, just a bit. Just, just a bit. Uh, there's one, I wonder if I can find it. Just by looking, I think it's this one. Yeah, it looks like the right one. No, go away, ads. <laughs> uh, it's it's Operation Dominic Housatonic one two zero two five six, and it's they it's a, a in air detonation. Uh, it's a fireball type. It was an eight point three megaton drop, 
at 12,000 feet, and Andy, the fireball stays in the air for six minutes. Oh, jeez. Like, as it's expanding, it looks like a sun is coming to the Earth. Yeah, no, I don't doubt it. It is crazy big, and it just stays there. I think I can get a, a link to it. Should I just post this one? Sure. All right, it's posted. Just All right, do you watch wanna... like the first 30 seconds of it, and then we can hit the topics. Well, I was just going to watch it later. Okay. Um, because, yes, we should probably hit the topics. All right, random topics. Random review. My review this week called After Fall Insanity. Not after the fall, just after nope. fall? After fall colon insanity. Okay. And the version that I had was actually the After Fall Insanity Extended Edition. I'm not sure what was extended about it because I could not play it for that long. <laughs> so um, you didn't get to the extended or you didn't want the I, extended? Or? I don't know what the extended part is. Okay. So um, the uh, After Fall Insanity, think of it like... Uh, Resident Evil meets Fallout. Okay. Okay. So it's got Wait, that. Which which Resident Evil and which Fallout? Because those are two different genres that had a a fairly wide range. Are we looking at Resident Evil? You're trapped in a building, or Resident Evil? You're on a motorcycle jumping over a helicopter. Resident Evil, more of like you're trapped in a building. Because... And are we talking about Fallout isometric, or are we talking Fallout? first person shooter fallout first person shooter so okay so, so it's a early survival evils and the later fallouts yes um so this game was originally released let me check in 2011 single player it's a survival horror third person shooter and um you are a psychiatrist trapped in your own underground bunker sort of thing um it's it's a lot of the survival mental thing there. Um, kind of also like a stalker as well. If you've ever played those, mm-hmm. um, originally I think was actually published in Poland. So uh, yeah, no, it's first off it's a survival horror game, so it's not my cup of tea right off the bat. I I don't like scary movies. I don't like survival horror games because it's a lot of the surprise, jump scares. Yeah, some jump scares, quick time events, that sort of thing. There, it's. No. So, um, yeah, the voice acting wasn't that great. <laughs> the animation was very clunky. It was just, um, it, 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 it looked, it had a, it had a good atmosphere. I'll tell you that one. It had a good atmosphere. Some of the puzzles were interesting, but the introduction was extremely long handholding. That was extremely boring. Yeah, voice acting was bad, animation was bad, combat, a lot of it is hand-to-hand combat, and a lot of it is, yeah, a lot of it is block, hold the block, block, hold the block, okay, opening, hit, 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 until the guy dies. And it doesn't, all all the bad guys are pretty much interchangeable, so it's not even, you know, that exciting, the combat's not exciting either, so none of it, you know, it's just, it... It wasn't good. Okay. So, you know, if the 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 guns actually make it a little bit better because then you don't have to uh attack people with melee weapons, but um a lot of it is just bad. <laughs> that and the controls, like I said, were a bit clunky, and so sometimes when I'm, you know, was battling I guess one of the bosses, um like the 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 boss was a fast moving thing there and my slow clunky controls were not making the fight any easier so it it just it's just mm, it's just not good it it oh. looks good but it's it's not good to play it's just it's, everything it's visually well, appealing visually appealing but everything else just pulls you back out from that you know it just it keeps pulling you back out and it's just no <laughs> I I don't I don't want to no just super annoying so okay. yeah no this once again is going to be another yeah nope 
it it looked interesting. I thought, you know, it was going to be along those fallout sort of lines there, but then it started getting, you know, mental, scary, you know, psychological thriller, survival horror things, and it's just, nope. Nope, nope, nope. All right. That is a hard no, then. Yeah. Psychological thrillers. Good to know. Not my thing. So, yeah, no, if I ever see one on my wish list, I don't know why it's on there, but I'm not going to play it. Just going to skip over it. Yeah. All right. Random topic. Random topic. Why does the RA podcast bobblehead doll set include Lionel Richie dumping Verners down a storm drain while both of you are tied up to chairs? Well, then. Can yeah, you remind me who Lionel Richie is? He's the, the singer, father of Nicole Richie. What did Lionel... What did you're really googling what Lionel Richie did? Yeah, American singer songwriter. Yeah, yeah. What did he What did he write? <laughs> I like. I honestly don't know offhand. I'm really terrible with names. Uh, Level Conquer Ballerina Girl Sela. I don't know that I know any of these songs. Stuck on you. I think I know that one. That's what friends are for. Okay. We are the world. All right, there we go. I got a song. Okay. So he's pouring Verners down the drain. Yes. And we are tied to chairs. Yes. I think the bigger question is, what is what is Ari Podcast doing with a bobblehead set? I don't know. I, I, I know we can do custom bobble sets. What what else is in our bobblehead set? I, outside of us, I'm not sure. Maybe a Jack Thompson bobblehead. Ooh. Jack Thompson, uh, uh, Daniel Yee was his name, right? Uh, we need a bobblehead that represents Eve. <laughs> Zach Weigel gets a bobblehead. Johnny Nero. Like all our guests, right? Bry gets a bobblehead. Yeah. Brendan. Uh, who else have we had on? Mo. We have, like, guest star bobbleheads. Guest star bobbleheads. Yeah, I don't know what, what Lionel Richie is doing pouring burners. I think he has better stuff to do with his time. Wasn't this based off of... Hold on, let me pull up the previous random topic links. I think, like, Lionel Richie showed up in a previous one, right? I can't imagine where. Uh, no, there's not a Lionel Richie one. There was one about, like, burners. And there have been a few about burners, because we make jokes about burners. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, that's, that's just... That'd be the oddest bobblehead ever. Yeah. So here's the other question, Dave. Would you had would you ever want a bobblehead of yourself? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'm not sure how I'd react to that. I don't think I'd ever go and seek one out, though. What about you? I don't know. It looks like you could get a custom bobblehead for about a hundred dollars. That's what I want to know. I don't know which one I would do or if I would do both. <laughs> bobblehead man in sports car bobblehead. Man in sports jersey bobble. Yeah, you could buy a custom bobblehead for $100. That's a fair amount for a bobblehead. Yep. Yep. The real is. question is, Andy, what would you do if I got you a bobblehead of me? I don't know. And that that's what you would get to talk to during the episodes. That would be a bit weird. Because, like, you can't see me. No. And when we when we see each other, we have much more interaction. Yes. So if I got you a bobblehead of me for you to talk to... That would still be very weird. It would be okay. kind of like a, like a creepy doll sort of thing. And with that... That's a wrap? Yep. Yeah. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.